I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, we're riding through time, getting Bugsy uh, Siegel uh, in uh, 1947. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's got a handgun. What you gonna do? Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Legends of Tomorrow hey. After Show. Breaking down <laughs> every episode of the Legends of Tomorrow, airing Tuesday nights on The CW. I'm Frank Moran. Looking right at this camera, and I'm looking at that camera. Frank Moran. Boom, right boom, 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 boom. Just technically boom, nailed boom, it. Boom. Boom. You're just technically as here. always joined by the way the two people that you come here to watch. You have to deal with me, but you love them. First off, Lauren Mosley. Hey everybody, welcome back. We had a week off. We did, yeah. And well, how'd back. you spend your week? <laughs> how'd you spend your week? Singing karaoke? Ah, <laughs> uh, singing your favorite songs at an old timey noir restaurant? I don't know why I did. I'm Dave Child. Hello. <laughs> Uh, and making us look good and sound even better is Jonathan in the booth. Oh, hi. How, how, how are you? <laughs> there he is. Look at that. We just woke him up. Just That's for true. you guys. <laughs> it's oh. like he was just stumbling across the board. Like, oh, wait, what's the, the going crowd. on here? Oh, oh. I'm here too. <laughs> uh, so, folks, we'll be breaking down this episode. Uh, season 5, episode 3, Miss Me, Kiss Me, Love Me. We'll be breaking it all down. Of course, doing you know the, the World Acclaim special segment. Uh, what's the beef? <laughs> yep. 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 There you go. Everyone loves it. And also, Every- I'm on the chat, so I'm ready to talk to you. And uh, <laughs> I'm ready to talk. People to are you. already talking. People already <laughs> want to see the video Mick recorded of Drunk Ava on ah. this song. Uh, yeah. And as Davis mentioned on that social media, you know what? Other things you can do is you can like us on Facebook, give us five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, give it a thumbs up while you're there. And if you're watching after we stream live, now you're able to get involved in the chat, you know what? You can comment down below. Just do it. Yeah, it's absolutely. But I feel like the first thing we should talk about, and we've got a little something we'll play for the audience in just a second here, is the uh, the new intro to Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and for those of you that uh, did, maybe didn't get a chance to watch the full episode or you loved it so much you want to hear it again, uh, this is what the new Legends of Tomorrow theme song sounds like. No, it's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Yes. No. Yeah. No, that's not it at all. That's not it. And this, that's the Doctor Who theme song. That's the new Doctor Who theme song. Yes! Yes! Oh, God. Beautiful. <laughs> We're just a uh, bunch of drunk Avas That's over right. Here. Oh, man. Uh, uh, it is a nice little, uh, well, uh, I'll, I'll leave everybody's opinions here. I won't say what mine is, but I'll start with Lauren. What did you think of the new intro? Hmm. That I like the old one. Like <laughs> you like the old one? I do. This one is, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right yet. I, I may just need to get used to it. I don't know if anyone else feels that way, but, you know. All right. Here's what I like about it. I like how it's, I like how it's a comedy intro. I like how it's, uh, it's, it used to be the old intro was very much like the Flash intro, which was very much like the Arrow intro, which was basically like, you know, zooming. It was very quick and just basically like zooming in on the Legends text and then it comes out and you hear this epic superhero music and we're not misfits, we're hero, you know, hero is so very <laughs> serious. And I like that this new one is just like goofy and it's not... I don't think it's the best one. It kind of has a weird Suicide Squad quality to it <laughs> that I find a little weird, especially in the, like, 
you know, all the characters kind of popping up and as a collage and then going away. And I kind of, I'm not quite fond of that, but I do like that it's at least a comedy intro because I like this new direction of realizing it's it's a comedic show, it's a funny, goofy show. Let's make the show know that it's a funny, goofy show. So that's what I like about it. I'm I'm leaning with Lauren on this. I mean, it's I, I like the idea wrong. that they <laughs> that they want to switch up the title sequence. I'm I'm all for that. A, new, a fresh coat of paint on that. Mm. I just feel like this didn't quite hit the mark. It made me think of like a uh, a high school '80s comedy, which right. yeah. uh, I don't know if that's the quite the. If that just encapsulates everything that Legends is, mm-hmm. I'm all. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't need the super serious intro, uh, but I, I just feel like there's got to be something that kind of splits the difference. That kind of lets it plays up the comedic aspects, but still looks keeps the tone of the show. Maybe like what, what we like about the show. Yeah, what I mean, we're used to. Okay, so I I am behind on other shows. This is revealing that I'm really only watching Legends of Tomorrow these days, and that's it. No other show. Uh, but uh, this has been brought up that the uh, the Mercenary X84 says this intro was a good follow-up to The Flash's new intro. So The Flash has a new intro, too. So I guess all of these, I guess after the, uh, after the crisis, that they're just introducing all these new intros. So they're not kind of making them the same. So I'm curious to see what the other shows are doing. Go ahead and pull them up right now. We'll watch. I No. <laughs> No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not going to waste their time watching these. And giving our opinions. On I think that. they'd want that. It's not what they come for. But also, Brandon fifty two says that honestly, I prefer it from the flash intros. Hmm. Personally, I'm going to ask the other fifty one Brandons what they think. <laughs> but no, no, no. That's a. I I don't know. So I, I'm going to look up the other ones. But it's interesting to know that they're all they're all different. I I, I am down for that. Although I've have watched Supergirl. I don't know if that, that... Did you pay attention? I didn't pay attention to yeah, the intro. Yeah, I didn't really so. see the intro when I watched Supergirl. And I haven't watched Batwoman, so I can't yeah. speak to that, nor Black Lightning. Again, um, the only show or media I watch is Legends of Tomorrow, <laughs> so I wouldn't know. I'm a diehard fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave has to get out more. Yeah, that's true. All right, <laughs> so, Supergirls is still the same. There we go. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So not everybody's doing it. Yeah, so this one didn't quite, uh, as they, as the kids like to say, fry my burger. Okay. Yeah. Well, save it for the beef. All right. You got it. <laughs> you got it, folks. Get your beefs in order, and we'll see if we can eat them or not. Uh, but first off, uh, we've got to f- pick up where we did last week, and that was Constantine going back to hell on a timer. Yeah. It's always nice when you get a little timer there uh, for your visit to hell uh, to meet Astra to figure out, hey, what what's the, st- what's the skinny, so to speak? You know what's interesting? Something we brought up last week, because we were talking about how he was going to go to hell, and I thought maybe in the course of one episode, he was going to find a way to kind of kill or get all of these, uh, like, encores, which is like the thing of this season, and how they're going to get him. So literally, I thought they were going to get a silver bullet. I thought they were going to get one thing that was going to be able to kill or, you know, capture... All these encores bring them back to hell. What I liked about this episode is they introduced a literal silver bullet, like a shiny gun, that can like that can kill or destroy all of these entourages. Entourages. Encores. I'm going to keep doing that all season long. <laughs> oh, yeah! Uh, encores, just so that, like... But what they did is, it isn't a thing. It They only had a couple of bullets. 
it was over in one episode, and I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't have, like, a silver bullet to just get rid of everything. They still have Rasputin in jars. They killed this one guy. What are they going to do with all the other encores? I don't know. It's true. Turtle. I mean, what are you going to do with him? Oh, wait. That's Entourage. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Johnny Drama? Again, I don't watch Entourage. <laughs> I only watch Legends <laughs> of Tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, Lauren, how did you appreciate the aesthetic of hell? It's a very nice nightclub. You can get served a great rack of lamb. It really makes you double check your life. Like, man, they're showing hell as like this really glamorous place. You know, you just have to think about like, is hell really like that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> did, you, did, it look, did it look nice? It was looked like, nice. Should She's I over be there eating bad? lobster and whatnot. Like, it was crazy. But um, I think it's interesting to watch that because you see her just kind of, like, pull strings. And we all know that, like, nightclub locations always have this facade and there's always something being ran through and for her to just be like the queen of the nightclub it's just interesting it's a it's a perfect location for her character yeah but it also just seems like hell is just filled with a lot of mundaneness because we just see other people I sitting mean, at the yeah. bar and stuff and it's like you would think hell it's like all right you've got your one ruler and right. then maybe you're people that are kind of torturing others, and then you've got everybody that's being tortured. But here you got people just like, hey, we're just hanging at the bar, we're just drinking, maybe we came out to grab a little bite. I'm well, like, what I think is going that on? plays on the whole aspect of her wanting to stay there. And that was something that they kind of talked about a little bit throughout the episode, that she still has, you know, her human qualities to her, that she could be saved, and she could make a different choice and go down the good right. path, but she's deciding to be the queen of hell right now because she gets the power after being there so long. So I feel like that's part of the choice, like to make it feel as if it's humanized and that she can live there and have this quality of life there. So if we saw, you know, people half dead roaming around or like that old, like the, the taunting feel of hell and it's really beating you up on the right. scary side, that would take away from it being pleasurable. Although, and I do always feel like uh, hell just looks like the set of Lucifer. It yes, just looks yeah. like. Yes, it definitely does. It always just looks like people being sexy. <laughs> like, <laughs> hell's just so sexy. <laughs> I don't want to go there where it's sexy. What, what am I going to do? It does feel like, I mean, as you were saying, Lauren, since Asteroid was taken there in as a living human being yeah. to hell and then grew up in hell, that's sort of her. Well, I guess we'll see over the arc of the season uh, how Constantine can turn her to good so that she can be saved that we'll see yeah yeah Uh, i think she does need to have a redemption thing because the first time we met her was as a little girl who's being sucked into hell if she turns (laughs) into someone who like you want to kill she's not someone you want to kill you it's someone you want to see redeemed so i am glad they're going down that path and i'm curious to see how they do it because it's certainly not her fault Mm -hmm. right for sure and it makes constantine soft so it's good to see that layer of him as well. So. Right. All right. Speaking of Constantine, uh, quick 10-second fashion tangent. Uh, Constantine likes to have that kind of rumpled kind of look. That mm-hmm. kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he does the thing where, of course, he, he wears the collar. Yeah, the collar's unbuttoned. The necktie is low. Yeah. But this one, I feel like Constantine's got really low with like, the drop <laughs> of the tie. Lower. You know why? Because he's feeling bad. The, the worse he feels, the lower the tie gets. He's drinking more too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True, but like I feel like that's almost like that's too that's too low, isn't it? 
I don't know, man. This I think this Const Constantino we're watching, he's just becoming a little bit more humanized himself. He was very distant and cold, so maybe his tie dropping is him really <laughs> loosening it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in hell. Just, uh. yeah. But all right, Lauren, if you're if you're going out with a guy and he shows up and he's wearing his tie like that, are you saying, whoa, 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 tighten that thing up? Yes, see, that's yes. just too loud. What are you saying? Why are you wearing a tie? <laughs> Is this a business meeting? <laughs> you know, some people just want to bring it. You know, what uh, I mean? okay, they just okay. want to come correct. I guess it depends <laughs> on where you're going. It depends, and yeah. you know, some places you should always have a tie. So true, true. I'm not mad if a guy comes with a tie, but if he's yeah. wearing it like that, he might have should have left it off and just wore the collar, like pop that. You know, there you go. Have it out there. It would have been yeah. Fun. By the way, Brandon52 had the exact same joke. I didn't steal your joke, Brandon. I just said he he also put Hell is Just the Lucifer set. And yes. he said it right as that I checked the, the message. So <laughs> Then he's like, how dare you? <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't steal it. We he just think alike. Out. Uh, so he comes back and Constantine, of course, doesn't want to talk to anybody. He just wants to get a drink. Yeah. There you go. But we... Uh, we do learn, though, that uh, we can't just send the encores back to hell because then they're just going to come back. Yeah. As long as Astra's around. And we do get a nice shot of the uh, Rasputin's eyeball. You need yes. a jar and pickle a bit. Wiggling around. So I do good. think, I wish they had one moment where they're like, so we're just going to do the same thing. Ray's going to fly in and explode them and then we'll collect little things. That's what we're going to do. I wish they had just like one <laughs> moment where, yeah, where at least Rory was like, why don't we just do that? And, it's, and just have Ray go like, no, no, I can't do that again. And just have one just like explanation. <laughs> yeah. it's true. I agree. That would have been funny. <laughs> uh, we do find out, though, that Nate is trying to retrieve the message that we saw at the end of the first episode of the season, uh, where Zari from the original timeline said, hey, uh, if, if I'm erased, come find me. And uh, he can't find it. Of course, Gideon's servers have been scrubbed, so he can't find any trace of that original recording. But luckily, Bayrod says, hey, why don't you come with me to family dinner? Mm -mm. <laughs> yes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> And we get to meet new Zari. Uh, Influencer. Yeah, what you think? Zari. I, uh, I, okay, this is why I liked it. Because I feel like it's nice to see the range of the actress. Mm -hmm. And I think that she's, I like how we're not meeting Zari and she's something, she kind of seems terrible. <laughs> I kind of like that. Because I've learned to love Zari and so meeting Zari again and seeing that she's like kind of the spoiled influencers type character, now I'm real curious about what's going to happen with her character. What's going to be the arc of her character? How is she going to become like the Zari we know or is she always going to be a little bit different? It's nice. I like it. And I like how they're addressing it right away and not having it be like a thing. Are the two of them going to team up or are they going to become like kind of wonder twinsy? Hmm, it could be interesting. Interesting. How about you, yeah. Lauren? I think she's fun. I think her character is really, really fun. I like the whole influencer part. I felt like that was something, you know, playing off of the last episode of having the documentary feel. I like that the that this season is moving more into like modern times and really playing off of the things that we're dealing with and to see the characters really be able to jump from one range to the next range this is just fun to watch um personally i like how she is you can't really tell if she's good or bad right now like mm -hmm. she really hasn't 
given that away. And sometimes characters on this show gives that away too soon. So I love that this actress is holding that in its reserve. We saw a couple of moments, you know, after she, you know, had to get up off the couch and then talked about the totem. And we saw little different things, but they weren't true tells. Mm -hmm. They were just, you know, the process of the thought. And I was like, okay, I like this. And it seemed like she was manipulating Nate. It didn't seem like she actually had a connection with Nate. She was, like, using his infatuation to kind of get get some information and manipulate him. And so that made me go, like, oh, this isn't Azari that's, like, all wholesome. There's something going on. But I I think it also plays out that brother-sister dynamic. Right. I mean, because, you know, she grew up for the longest time without her family. Yeah. And so now to have them back and now you have that brother-sister dynamic where it's like, do the parents kind of like the other one a little bit better? Are they riding him (laughs) less? I got to get some dirt on him so that they... Uh, so he kind of is a little more tarnished in their eyes. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like it's, I don't know if it's necessarily uh, you know, evil intentions, but I think it may be more sibling. Like, yeah, hey, give me some dirt. So it yeah. works either way. And I also like how the reason she's like this makes sense. Yeah, it's an extension of if a girl met a dragon and uh, it got caught on live TV. Yes, that girl would become and also like was able to tame that dragon. Yes. Just became an instant celebrity. And so what is her, how has her life changed now that she's like this instant celebrity? And also you got to remember the Zari from the past grew up in this very oppressive, like, everyone was, anyone who had any abilities was captured and taken and grew up in this kind of hellscape future. And then they changed the future. And so now it's nice, and she grew up a celebrity, so there's no way she's going to be the same Zari. Yeah. But, like, we miss the old Zari, so we're hoping that we somehow get her back. But it's going to be interesting to see how we get there. And I'm excited for phones of 2044, where they have the nice little, like, light up. Oh, that so epic. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, all right. That's nice. nice. Yeah. I like that. Sure. (laughs) Still big enough that you can use it, and it just has a little hologram of the thing. (laughs) You can turn it into a taser or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) We see, though, as they leave, we find out the thrust of this episode, and that is there's a time quake in 1947, Mm -hmm. and that is because Benjamin Bugsy Siegel has come out from hell. To uh, wreak havoc back on Los Angeles. Right. This is another thing I like about the show so far. This one and Rasputin episode. They're both comedy. They're both silly. They're both super goofy. But they're also dealing with actual like historical figures that mm-hmm. they can have fun with. And they're dealing with an actual, like, you know, Bugsy Siegel was an actual person from, from that time period. And uh, his also his girlfriend was Virginia... Uh, Hill. So even Jenny Hill is like based off a real character. And when he died, it was in front of her like uh, building. So it's all coming from something. And I kind of like that. And he was also a, a hitman gunman. He's the guy that like helped found Murder Inc. And this is all researched from Wikipedia. So. Is that from your personal mobster collection? Uh, <laughs> read mobster collections i only watch (laughs) legends of tomorrow but (laughs) they do have like it's nice that they're drawing from real stuff but it's still super goofy i don't know yeah no i i I would uh, i would agree i mean you need that touch of realism i feel like next week's episode where you're teased it's a uh a serial killer at her prom i feel like Uh, that's gonna be different yeah that'll be just like kind of a made for it so if they strike the balance of like yeah we'll do some real ones but then we'll drop in 
I just want them crazy to one. use time travel because in the past they sometimes forget their time travel show. <laughs> yeah. And I really like how they're like, okay, we can use time travel by having fun with Rasputin and then also going back and having this like noir episode where they're basically spoofing these old detective noir stories. By having it in that time period and and dealing with like actual character who fits that, so that's nice that they get to they get to have their time travel fun. And I feel like it was kind of nice about this whole season, and they even mentioned it at the top, <clears throat> is that this is not a problem that the legends themselves have created for themselves. Yeah. I mean, Constantine did have this, but this is long before he was involved with the legends, his dealings with Astra and what happened with her. So I mean, Constantine does have that that attachment, but according for the rest of the legends. They're just here to save the day, so to speak. And it's kind of a nice change from them, like, oh, we made this mess, and now we got to clean it up. Yeah. So it's a, a different thing to see. I agree, for sure. I mean, like, who wants to be the klutz all the time? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so it's good that they get a moment to breathe. And they yeah. tend to fail upwards, but it's still like, you know, it's still nice that they didn't do it. And I like how they recognize that, too. It's that meta aspect of the show, which is like, hey, the thing this season. <laughs> it's not us. <laughs> it's just the thing. We did it. We did it. Except it is actually Constantine, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but I had him before. Yeah, yeah. He was a legend. So I feel like we can, that's on Constantine. You know, way to go, jerk. You know, mm-hmm. get it together. Save the girl. Come on. Uh, so uh, <laughs> there's a little bit of... Uh, I don't know. I, I guess aimlessness with Ava right now. I mean, she's you know she no longer has her timekeeper job or her, yeah uh, with the the time authority. She no longer has that job. The government's closed that down. She's given up her keys to her apartment to to live with uh, Sarah, but she also feels kind of rudderless too. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Which is good for her because she's a Type A personality that was literally a clone who had one job to do, and now she doesn't have that job anymore. And so she's trying to figure out what she's going to do. I My favorite part of this episode, and I think a lot of people's favorite part in this, is that, um, is that uh, when Ava starts singing. <laughs> and also, because this is, this is the reason why I like that. Because it, rolled, it made me roll my eyes at first, because I'm just like, how did she teach? Yes! How did she teach this entire band... <laughs> Poison, because it's like a 90s song that they're singing in like the 30s, 40s, wherever they are. And I'm just like, this is, okay, CW, you're doing your CW thing, and that's fine. And then when it cuts to the fact that it's not really happening, and she's just singing on stage and making everyone leave the place, I love that. Because I feel like they were playing with our notions about how corny... Sometimes CW shows are, <laughs> and sometimes they have this show. Like, that would happen on Riverdale. Yes. It would happen, and no one would need to explain it. It's <laughs> happened on Sabrina. It's happened on, like, all these, even though that's not a CW show, technically. But, you know, it's happened on all these Berlanti shows. And this one, they're playing with that perspective, but then they have that great flip. And it just made me, like, this is why this is my favorite Berlanti show because they know kind of where they are and they know how to use it. I I, I appreciated that I for the exact same agree. reasoning. <laughs>
Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Yeah. Now, Lauren, well, uh, Dave mentioned the cheesy aspects. I oh, know yeah. that as you're watching this episode, <laughs> we get, it was great watching it with uh, Dave and Lauren because at one point Lauren rolls her eyes and Dave says, this is light on the cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. To- this was- <laughs> oh, okay. So like, it, oh, was, God. it was right when it was the at the end of the teaser, the like before they cut to the new title sequence. They were, it was when he's like, careful, I'll kill you. And the, the gun glows? Is that what yes. you're rolling your eyes at? Like, the gun goes like, it lit up. I was like, we all knew that was coming. Like, <laughs> y'all just had to do it, huh? You just yeah, you had, had to, to have it. it. We had to know that this gun was the gun. <laughs> and it's the magic gun. And I'm just like, oh, sweet child. <laughs> you're, if, that's what, if that's what you consider cheesy at a far stretch. <laughs> You're no. in for a ride. I've, I've I've seen quite a bit of cheese balls from this show, but uh, it was just one of those moments because not only is it in their rim of being cheesy, but it's also them playing on the tone of movies from the 1940s that had me laughing. So that's it's all of that added into one in that moment where I was like, Okay. Okay. It's basically in the beginning they're like, This episode is going to be parroting detective stories. <laughs> yes. And that's just the point of that opening. Yes. And then it's like, Okay. Uh, let's sit back. Got it. <laughs> let's sit back. You know one thing I've noticed? No Charlie still. No. It still feels like they're keeping the legends kind of to a small group. I mean I did yeah. see her pop up in the title sequence. I did. And also she's in like the really great there's a really great poster for this season mm-hmm. that if you guys haven't seen where everyone's in a different time period. And she's in that. She's in like 70s disco. So she's yep. coming back pretty soon. But I do like how they're keeping it a little low so that everyone has time because there's a lot of mouths to feed <laughs> as far as story goes. So and they I feel like they had a good combo of people and team ups, little groups here and there. So you got to have Ava with Rory, who's like, Ava's aimless, but Rory's used to being aimless. <laughs> and that's, that's where he lives and he, and he thrives. So that was a good team up. You had like Constantine and Ray, and Constantine is like the perfect detective type and the perfect anti-hero. And Ray is always the Boy Scout. So they're dealing with like it's a good team up to talk about the, the bad side of stuff and the kind of gritty side mm-hmm. with the kind of thinking that everyone is on the up and up everyone's good and everyone no one is taking advantage of everyone which is Ray's perspective and then you also have kind of Sarah leading the team and getting to be also the detective with the rest of them and it was it was nice it was a good we everyone had a good moment and then also Nate of course with Zari and and kind of bringing up that running storyline of their kind of shipping that's happening. So it's good. Uh, terrible of me I'm, because I'm an, I'm an, I'm dead inside. Uh-huh. Uh, the moment Here when they're <laughs> they're at uh, the dinner uh, and Nate looks over and sees the painting that has the uh, the totem on it, 
And it took me a second to think, like, is that the middle finger? That totem? <laughs> I, I was, is that the middle? I can swore it was like, that's the middle finger. Isn't it? That seems odd. Wouldn't you? Okay. <laughs> I thought it was the middle finger. I, was like, I didn't even notice, man. You didn't notice. Did you notice? Yeah. <laughs> You guys are just terrible. That's right. Was or like, we pay attention. To yeah, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was like the maybe the art department was having just a bad day. <laughs> they were just like sure. needed a little laugh. <laughs> you know? right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, also, people in the chat that. love love all the accents, the old timey accents that Sarah is having, and also Constantine's American accent. Yeah, that he got to bust out in this one. Yeah, it was nice to see him do that. There, Matt Ryan showing his uh, linguistic expertise. Uh, but I will say, as you're talking about all the uh, the team ups and stuff, I thought I really appreciated how uh, quick and afraid Sarah was mm-hmm. just coming up with the plan of like, hey, who's the best person I could get in with Bugsy to try to lure him out of the club? Mm-hmm. And just the idea of being, hey, I'm a, a gossip columnist that I have a hot new scoop and it got tons of blackmail. I was like, man, that was quick on your feet thinking yeah. that I was like, all right, nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. They, no one was bumbling anymore. People yeah. are actually kind of getting good at their job. Which I, I think is good. Well, they're meshing now. You know, they're working together. Like the yeah. first episode, like I said, during that one, they everybody was doing their own thing, trying to show off their own powers or their own skill set, and it was just all clashing. And here we see them, as you said, these nice little team ups, and the team ups are working. And I agree. I think Sarah did a fabulous job coming yeah. up with that whole cover story. It was beautiful. And we see, uh, of course, good old Jeannie uh, Hill. She, uh, as much as she says she wants to get out of town, she's still not above scamming Ray for some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also she's kind of looking out for herself as much as she wants to get away from Bugsy. And she also wants to, if there's an opportunity to set herself up, hey, I'll set myself up. So while she helps Constantine get the, the hell gun away from Bugsy, uh, when they go to the cemetery to try to get rid of everything else that they need, she says, no, no, no. I need that money. <laughs> I need that money. I need that money. Mama needs a little taste. I gotta, I gotta mm-hmm. give myself a new life. So uh, the line was, Mama I think that was a quote. Yeah, Mama needs a little taste, Johnny boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, if you want to get T-shirts uh, uh, by Frank, yep, let's just say Mama needs a little taste, and it's just a picture of Frank eating eating a hot dog. That's right. Yep, go to my Redbubble store. Guys. <laughs> yeah, that's, let's get it only for Patreon. That, that's right. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, but of course, things don't go the way for good old Virginia Hill. Sadly, yeah. no. But then you do get a great reference that people in chat keep bringing up yep. is the Chinatown reference. Yes. And but instead they say, "Forget it." Does he say Jake or no, Ray. Ray? Forget it, Ray. It's Burbank, yep. which is great because Burbank is far from being the CD Chinatown. If you live in LA like we do, <laughs> it's it's the it's kind of the you know it's basically the um, it's if you watch Edward Scissorhands, it's where the that whole like suburbia is kind of based off of Burbank. It's right. great because there's easy parking. I love it. I'm uh-huh. a big I'm a big Burbank it's fan. It's peaceful. Burbank fan. It's a yes. family oriented place. I can walk to a movie theater, guys. It's great. Burbank's Beautiful great. downtown Burbank. Yes. Uh, you know, not a sponsor. But if you want a sponsor, guys, yeah. that's fine. Go ahead. They're private, too. They're yeah. a private city. <laughs> you don't bug them. No. No, you don't. They're very <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, the episode ends, though, with uh, them capturing Bugsy. They've got the gun. Constantine's had enough and says, all right, I'm going to hell. And yeah. what I love is that it just I, I, come out. With any gross way you can think of to try to uh, do a spell, and Constantine will do it. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Love beat it. him on the head, grab the blood, 
Rub it on your face, put it in your mouth. That oh. was his game face. Yeah. Like when, when he did that, I was like, oh, okay, is this a play back to football Sunday? <laughs> that was actually, it's funny because it's such a goofy episode, but then it had something in the beginning and something in the end that was just a little gross. And the end was him taking the blood and putting it in his mouth. But in the beginning was when... The ashes. the Or a- Astra also, when Astra is like kind of... Um, torturing that one guy mm-hmm. yeah. there's some sound choices where they she's using her like heel and it wouldn't be that it, it wouldn't be that intense if there wasn't the extra sound of the like like it has I was kind of what a, kind of stilettos were those yeah they were like going it sounded like it was going it was like into knife. that person's head <laughs> yeah. Those actual stilettos on yes. those stilettos, and uh, that was just like it's weird that they started and ended with like a little bit of darkness, and I guess it's because it's hell related. Yeah, yeah it can't be all uh, sunshine and rainbows, stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I would have liked to see a little blood on the bottom of her shoe, though. Just a little bit with all that sound effect. Yeah, some brains falling out. <laughs> Something. That'd be great. Uh, so Constantine does end up using all the bolts except for one. Uh, and when it gets down to the time to either shoot Aster or not, he decides not to because he says, I'm not going to give up on you no matter how long it takes. I'm going to save you. Aww. And then he kills Bugsy. That's that soft yeah. part again. So he's not that good. Yeah. Bugsy, Bugsy deserved it. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but I felt like Astra was kind of, uh, I mean, she felt very confident throughout the episode about what Constantine would and would not do. And then at the end, she seemed kind of taken aback about what he said about her. But then also like, oh yeah, and then he just took a <laughs> Bugsy in front of me. Okay, right. Uh, what do you what do you think? Do you think uh, Astra her confidence is a little shaken? Yes, and I think it plays back to what you were saying about the redemption story. Like mm-hmm. there needs to be that growth, that change of heart. So I think that's the moment that's going to play with her a little bit. I don't think she's going to change right now. But I think this is the seed that's being planted for our episodes later on down the road. And, you know, she might just have a moment of feeling valued. Because I think the problem with her is that she was left behind. And she wasn't valued. And he didn't choose her. So she feels like she has to make her like her name known. She has to figure out how to make this horrible situation work. And now she has. So she's going to capitalize on it. So, you know... There might be that moment of the soft heart, you know, when you figure out that you can have a different life. Well, I would agree with you, kind of like that, that being valued. It's almost like that parent that or yeah. friend or whatever significant person to you says they're not going to give up on you no matter what. Right. Uh, even though, you know, you're you may have pushed everybody away and that person still says they're not yeah. giving up on you. And, and it right. kind of kind of starts. You were saying, yeah, just start putting those little cracks in your in your defenses. Right. Starts tearing down those walls. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see those walls come down. I'm going to tear those walls down on you this season, Dave Child. <laughs> Never. Yes. Yes. You are. Uh-uh. I'm, gonna... I'm not giving up on you, Dave Child. No, you can't change me. I'm not giving up on you no matter how it takes. Not me. <laughs> uh, so, folks, you know, the long awaited uh, segment you've all been waiting for. There's beef to be eaten. There's beef. There's beef to be eaten. You do. Hello. There's beef. There's beef to be eaten. <laughs> John. Where's the beef? Back a place to give you a lot less beef. John, we rehearsed this. We rehearsed this fifty times before we came here. The, oh my god. The technical rehearsals we do for this show. It, yeah, I mean that's where most of the budget goes to. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Who has some beef with this episode? Who has some beef? I want to go last. All right. You go last? Lauren, you got a little beef? So I'm going first? Yeah, you got some beef you want to serve I mean, up to the group? you always have beef. I've got some beef. Okay, so my beef is Constantine just popping in and out of hell. Like, I understand that he can cast right. the spells and, you know, he has this connection and all powerful. But come on now, like... You just can't keep popping in and out whenever you want to. I want there to be some conflict where he can't have communication or something. Like, it was cool the first time, but now he keeps going back. Like, he went back twice. Yeah, and it felt like, (laughs) didn't it used to be a thing to go back to down into hell? And now it seems like it's just some powder that he has. Well, yeah, because the end of last season, when he made that big sacrifice, mm. we thought he was, you know, and he jumped into hell. It's like, whoa, this is big stakes. Yeah, yeah. Now but it's now just it's just like, like eh, I'm just going to say. <laughs> it's just like the, the, the door thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I wish it was a little harder. Yeah, uh, cuz if every episode tension. ends the season with him like now I'm going to pop into hell one more time. I think they're going <laughs> to stop. This is how I'm going to try to eat that beef. Uh I'm going to say like, I think this is the only time they're really going to do it. I think they just needed to set up exactly what the relationship was with Astra. Okay. So it needed to be kind of a quick back and forth. But it would have been nice if it was like taking something out of him to do it. Like, it yeah. was clear that he can't do it a lot or something mm-hmm. in order to do it. Or he had only a few rune stones to use, and then he used up the last one to, like, go down. Just like he used up those bullets. That might have been nice, just so yeah. you know it's a limited thing. Because right now we're not very sure if he's going to keep doing right, it or Right, he's not. just going to keep popping in and popping out. If he's just going to be Kramer, but through hell. Like, he's just going <laughs> to keep opening the door to hell and be like, ah! <laughs> also, I, if she's running hell now... Just, right. They've gotten rid of the triumvirate. Uh, why can't Constantine just grab her and say, all right, you're human, so I'll, I'll just take you back with me. Now we're back in the real world, and we'll just deal with these issues. I don't know right. why he just leaves her in hell, because how is that helping anything? Well, it's also because she's not going to stay. She's not going to want to come with him. She needs to leave on her own accord. She needs mm. to. It needs to be her idea, because otherwise he's just kidnapping her again. There you go. First step is admitting you have a problem. So. My thing is that if she's human, like, how connected is she? I mean, she grew up there, but, like, how connected is she to hell? Because she knew when Constantine was coming, but I wouldn't have thought that she would have been that connected where she... I don't understand how she would know that Constantine is coming. Like, are you that powerful? Now you're in this position where anything that happens in hell, you are aware of it. I think she's got hell powers because she grew up there. Because she was able to, like... Uh, make Masher, by the way, people did remind me on the chat that Masher was the demon friend that whose head she squished. Yeah. Basically uh, kind of made him appear, and I feel like she's got kind of like... She had like some sort of device that seemed like she was pressing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was like a, a, a snap or something. I thought it seemed like some kind of like, like a car key. Like, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> Hell thing. I don't know. Like, I, I got the sense that she has like some sort of abilities because of, because being, of being in hell. And that makes sense, but I just want them to give it to me. Tell me. Yeah, tell you. Tell me. Tell you exactly what's happening. All right, I'm going to serve my my beef up on a little tray here okay. for you folks now for your uh, enjoyment. Ew. Uh, <laughs> it's it's nice. It's uh, it's carpaccio. Okay. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> it's carpaccio. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Ray gets handcuffed and he's stuck in this police car. And he's going to be going. He's he's being set up to take the fall for the death of uh, Genie Ill. And he starts freaking. He's like, oh, I got to start beeping this horn, beeping this horn. Car blows up. 
And then Constantine, who's mm-hmm. been trying to rescue her, then Ray just like walks up. Oh okay. man! Okay. Okay. Oh man! Okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh, uh, eat this. This is the this is the thing I liked about because I, I felt I felt the same way when I first saw him, and then when it cuts to the wide and he's just holding the steering wheel, he's just that he ripped out the steering wheel and stuff. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I thought it was nice to see like how he got out because if he just yes. appeared. <laughs> Yeah. It would just be like, what? <laughs> but then he's just like, oh, I can just rip out the thing. So yeah, I, I think that Beef is really on the bad guys. They did not do a good job <laughs> of putting him in one thing. But I thought it was fine. But I also think, like, why is Ray making this so hard on himself? He has a suit that will make him be able to do a bazillion things, and, and it can be miniaturized. You just slide right into his pocket. Why do you not carry around with that with you all the time? Hmm. Yeah. That well, that's always a problem. <laughs> He's never doing. But also, <laughs> he has to put on the suit, and putting on the suit is a whole thing. So, like, he can keep the little the little thing in his pocket. Like, he could have even had it during this whole episode, but it doesn't mean he could have used it because it's just a suit that he would have to make big, get in, and then use the abilities. Like, sometimes he can have a glove. That's what they've used in the past, but. Yeah. Mm. He needs to work on that. He uh, needs to be accessible. Mr. Dave Child, do you have something you'd like to present to the? Group? Um, I think my beef is something. It's going back to what we were talking about before. I think it's just like I'd like to have them be a bit more inventive with hell. And I know, <laughs> I feel like hell is just sexy Lucifer set. Mm-hmm. And some people in the chat were, chat were saying that it's like that in the comics. But there are no comics anymore that they're taking from. Not really. There's like a universe, a universe, a universe that they're kind of grabbing little bits and stuff from. But they could do whatever they want with hell. They can make it look however they want. They can have fun and make it look like, you know, a corporate place. It could be like really nice, weirdly, but like too nice. They could have every time they go back to hell, it could look like something different. But instead, it's just the sexy. This is the sexy stuff. So it's like, yeah, uh, it's weird, and I feel like they could they could be a bit more inventive with hell. I would agree with you on that. It just seemed too, just, you know, too casual nightclub. It kind of, it should feel like, oh wow, this is big stakes. You're going to hell, right? Eh, you're just going to the club, it's like going to a club <laughs> that, like, maybe you're not on the list, and that's how it, the feeling it is. Like, oh, I guess I shouldn't be here, but mm, I'm here anyway. Guys, sex sells, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, folks, we're getting ready to wrap up this episode, but before we do, why don't we do some lightning fast predictions? Your After Buzz TV predictions. Um, I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get um, Charlie maybe next week. Hmm. Um, that's. I'm saying that from the chat. By the way, Brandon, thank you for sending us all that love. I re- we really appreciate it. But also, uh, I think that. I I think that next week is going to be more centered on less less a time period, but more of a spoof of a time period, less of a an actual like history thing. I think it's more going to be about making it a slasher film, and I think that's going to be fun. And I hope they continue down this like comedy path, and I think it's going to be great. Nice. Mm. Um, I think Ava's about to leave. <laughs> oh, I think oh. Ava's about to leave. She's bored and she doesn't like feel like she has a place on the team right now. So it looks like they're about to do a swap. I mean, it may not be forever, but maybe that's how Charlie's going to come back. Maybe. You got to make space. And right now it looks like they're getting ready to push her out because she is in a moment of finding herself. So 
No, that's that's true. I mean, it's tough when you have somebody that used to be in a leadership role, all of a sudden is not. And of course, the person that is a leader is the person you're involved with, which makes it really d- sticky. Yeah. Uh, my prediction is, uh, I feel like Zari is still not going to quite understand everything that she, is happening to her. So I feel like at the end of the episode, they do bring her to the wave rider. She freaks out and starts screaming. Um, I still think even if they try to explain everything, it's well, it's not even just explaining everything to Zari, but it's also bringing up the rest of the, the legends because they don't realize that time was rewritten and that Zari was supposed to be with them the entire time as well. Right. So mm-hmm. I feel like it'll be, I think it's going to take more than one episode to get everybody on board. Yeah. I agree. And I'm curious to see how, how the Zari, how the brother sister dynamic is going to be. Cause I like him. I yeah. want him to stick around. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see what I do. Uh, by the way, my favorite, one of my favorite comments is that um, they predict that, Avalanche, Ava, and Sarah will remain cute. And also people were like, do not. As soon as you said that Ava's going to leave, people were like, they're not going to break up, though. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah and Ava are together. They love each other, so they're not going to break up. I'm not saying they're going to break up. I'm just saying that she needs a little breather. She got to go find herself, and then they'll bring her back. Yeah. That's true. Uh, You know what? We're going to find all of you folks, though, next week. That's right, folks. That's good. That's the end of this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. As always, thanks for joining us. Like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. If you want to stay in touch with any of us, even after the show's over, or you want to get Jonathan's new CD filled with all his great singing, Jonathan, where's the best place they can find that CD? Um, Well, the next time you walk by a boot... Great. It'll be in the boot? <laughs> it'll be... It'll, you magic, Jonathan. <laughs> it'll be in the boot. Oh, all right. Watch out for Directly the boots. In the boot. Look out for them boots, boys and girls. <laughs> I'll tell you where you can find me. Take that boot, throw it at a computer, and have that boot right... DaveChild.com because I'm all at DaveChild.com also go to MRDaveChild on the Twitters and the Instagram because my name is Dave Child. Where, they can, where can they find you? <laughs> It ain't a dot com at all. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lauren B. Mosley, that's M-O-S-L-E-Y. And let's chat. Nice. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, we'll see you back here next Tuesday night for an all-new episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. Forget it, Jake. It's right. AfterBuzz. <laughs> <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.